welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Hi, welcome to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast with Sean Bowles and Bob Hassan. Which one are are you? I'm I'm Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited to introduce you and our listeners today to Oz Hillman, who I met, I must have been 10 or 13 years ago at a marketplace event at Rick Joyner's place in Morningstar Ministries with Dave Yarns. If you've you haven't met Dave Yarns either. But he's amazing. I haven't. I'm a newbie. Remember that? Oh, you're not a newbie. But uh, Dave Yarns is the vice president of Morning Star Ministries and a businessman. He's done business forever, and so he introduced me to Oz for an event we were doing. And I love Oz because, especially back then, he and he, I'm sure he is now too. He's so vulnerable, and he just shared. He went through like a really kind of dark night of the soul season. That he was just telling people about it, just like here's where I'm at. He had one of the most successful businesses, had a PGA professional golf tour, you know, kind of lifestyle um, for a little while. And then he, and then his business was direct marketing and he was killing it. And then all this hell broke loose. Mm. And so he, he shares about that, you know, story quite a bit and business gatherings around the world and shares how to like really become the Joseph, that that's the dungeon season. That's not where you live. It's just something that God uses as a process in your life. And so I know we will be able to relate to that. And I know our listeners will as well, especially in a season like, right after COVID, like what we're all experiencing. Right. And I think that for young entrepreneurs and people in business, uh, we, we all need to recognize and hear from others who've been in business for a long time that there are seasons that we go through that it feels like um, the end is near. Yeah. Uh, some of us go bankrupt. I have friends who've been bankrupt three times. Yeah. I don't have the heart for that. I think my heart would blow up. But, um, I, <laughs> but then if you go through it, you, you know, it is what it is. It's like, I mean, I remember when I um, was really, really, really sick and I had a number of investment properties and I had to sit down with a banker. I was like, so I was almost dying. And I had to sit down with the banker, the vice president of this bank and say who had the mortgage on one of them. And he looked at me and said, Sean, you're so sick. You're literally on your deathbed. Um, just give us back the property to basically foreclose. And I'm going to make it look good for you because it's, we trust you and we believe in your ability to produce finances, but you're sick. So we're going to make this right yeah. for you. We're going to help you. But it was such a humiliating thing to do. Right. I mean, I just felt like my whole world was ending and that I had, I just felt unworthy. And he put dignity back on me and just said, no, these are all the things you're going to feel, but this isn't you. Right. I think, I think what we don't understand in business is that when we have created something and we've created partnerships with vendors and other contractors and customers, no one wants us to fail. And it's so true. Just like what you found with that banker, he, he saw the gold in you and said, Hey, I'm going to refinance these other properties and these ones that are just too far gone. Please give back because we believe in you. Yeah. And the whole time I was in the Midwest, I used them and they were my bank. Yeah. I was so faithful and loyal because of their stance and I made them more money probably than I lost them because it was such a cheap property. Right. You know, right. Right. And in my business, um, I've had the same things happen where I had to, I had to really, really humble myself and go to vendors and uh, people that I owed money to and say, listen, I'm in this situation now, but if you can help me get through this, uh, the, I believe the business will rebound and not only will you get paid back, but we'll continue doing business together. And in fact, the Lord did that for me. And, uh, you know, we still have some of the same vendors. It's been 
over 35 years now. It's so wild because it, there's a level of humility, isn't there? Because I, I remember one of the other crises we went through is when I was working on uh, a video game company for development because I worked for like testing. I had a testing company. And but we did a development for about a two and a half year period mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. with Universal Studios. It was their first big A-list type game they were going after. And I was the main developer. I was right. the, the manager of it. And eventually the investor of the company that I was involved with that was working with them came and said, I'm going to stop the investment because of just my own personal, whatever I'm going through. Wow. Wow. And then Universal also said, we don't want to go forward either because we just lost some money in our movie schedule this year. And we don't want to launch a title that could potentially also lose. Wow. And so I was like, oh, my Lord, this is the end of something really. It's like an abortion, almost like this project you're working on that you love so much. But there were some other people involved and their life ended. Uh -huh. You could just see both Christians and non-Christians who they didn't know how to graduate and have hope and see God in the midst of that. And then some people had it really well. There's both, you know. And for me, because I, I think I was so young, I didn't have as much at stake. Mm -hmm. And this wasn't my whole career forever. This was just something I was doing that I was really proud of and excited about. And I felt it was God. But at the same time, like I could transition. But there were some people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who were working on it, who when it died, their job ended. Yeah. And they thought this was going to lead to the rest of their career for the rest of their lives. And just watching that dynamic of when people go through, their identity is in their, their career or in their job. And I learned something at that moment that said, I'm not going to let my job define my full worth or value, but it's part of what God gives me to do because he values me. So good. And that, that was something that at 20, I think it was 25, you know, at 25, I was like watching people lose their minds as they lost their shirts. Right. And I was like, I need to make a different choice. I love them. I respect them. This is not a judgment to them. It was just watching an identity issue that was at play with people. We were all workaholics. I mean, you're a workaholic in that environment. But, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I'm just so glad for what I was able to observe. And I think if we look at the careers we're in and the jobs, and especially if you're younger listening to this, be an observer and learn like from everything you're around. And also recognize that your identity is that you're a loved son and or daughter of Absolutely. God first. Absolutely. And your job doesn't define you. And I think this is a perfect transition point. When bad things happen, when uh, plans that we have don't pan out, are we going to dig ourselves in a hole or are we going to reach out to our friends and to our mentors and say, okay, what's next? This has happened. <laughs> like what when we reached out happens. to you, Bob Hassan, when we reached out to you in crisis a couple years ago. <laughs> so this gives us a perfect, I can't wait to hear Oz. I mean, you've said yeah. so much about him and I think that, uh, I think his story is going to be one that's going to be transformational. So absolutely. Did you see that? Um, did you see that Bob? words of affirmation avoided when I was saying thank you Bob for us reaching out to you and you helping us did you see that did you see he avoided that whole subject yes Oz is on next <laughs> welcome to the exploring series podcast with me Sean Bowles we're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes join me every Monday for exploring the industry where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career in the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. 
Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. Well, I'm so excited for you guys to hear about Oz Hillman, who I got to meet. Bob, he's first time for you, but I got to meet him. I don't know, Oz, was it over a decade ago we started connecting? Probably so, yeah. It was in Charlotte, wasn't it? Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, yeah, right, 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 place. And you came out and did some events yeah. out in LA for a long time and just blessed the entertainment crowd and business community out here for, I mean, just, you've done so much. And so it's so awesome to have you on the show. You have, uh, we've already you know told everybody who you are, but you have so much impact on Christians in the marketplace and you have for so long. And so I'm excited to hear kind of the story behind that because a lot of times people will see you or read one of your 21 books, you know, all these different projects yeah, you've worked 21 on. 21 books. Just 21. No big deal. No big deal. Um, they'll see you or hear from you, but they don't always get to hear the backstory. So it's really fun to have you on today to just ask you some big questions about why. Like, why did you stay in the marketplace? Why are you ministering to marketplace people? I think it's awesome. So thanks for being on the show today. Oh, it's great to be with you guys. It's such a pleasure. Well, let's go. First of all, like, I mean, I know you had your business. And I know you, you know, like I, I know a little bit of your story anyways, just from hearing you a few times. Um, but what really motivated you towards impacting and influencing people who are in careers? Well, it was not my choice. You know, I went through a seven year crisis and it began in 1994, where uh, all of a sudden I was informed um, by my uh, financial advisor that uh, a half a million dollars was was embezzled. It was a Bernie uh -huh. Madoff type of scam uh -huh. that I was the victim of. And uh, at that time, I was separated from my wife and we um, I was going through some challenges in my business that I would end up losing 80 percent of my business. All of wow. this would happen within three months. It would usher me into a seven year season of adversity. And uh, two years into the adversity, I got an audio tape by a guy named Gunnar Olson, who's the founder of the International Christian Chamber of Commerce. And wow. on the tape, it said that God was raising up Josephs all over the world. And it was often signified by them going through extraordinary adversity in their business wow. and personal life. Mm -hmm. And I said, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I, I need to meet that guy. Mm -hmm. And so if. I, I learned that he was going to be in Washington, D.C. in two months. I flew to Washington hoping to meet him. He was so gracious to actually meet me in his suite, uh, his penthouse suite, the night of a 75-nation conference. I'm a perfect stranger, and he allowed me to come talk to him. And that in, in itself was a miracle. I had no idea the level of person I was talking to. and. Wow. uh but he listened to my story and he says, oh, so you have a Joseph calling. It's a marketplace call and uh, it's a spiritual and physical provider to others called J the Joseph calling. And you have that. And uh, he took out a napkin and says, this is where you are right now. This is the next stage. And this is the next stage. And then this stage, if you press into the Lord with all your heart. Well, that day, Gunnar became my spiritual father for the mm -hmm. next 30 years. And uh, wow. <clears throat> he still is today. And I just turned 68. So, <laughs> you know, he's 84 now, lives in Sweden. 
But anyway, it's been quite a journey. Little would I know that, uh, you know, I walked in that room as a very defeated Christian businessman thinking I had failed everybody. And uh, I walked out uh, with a new understanding that was a, that there was a call, but it would be the next five years that I would work through the adversity and ultimately God would begin to birth things in and through me during that season. Oz, I think the important thing, the two important things that I hear about that is the power of mentors. And I'm lucky enough to have three mentors that I've had for over 30 years that they're all three of them in their 80s now. And, and then secondly, is the process. For our listeners, it you said it took five years to work yourself out. And that is a process that most people don't talk about and don't want to hear. That's <laughs> so true. They want. It's God like if you're reading do. Job, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, they want a miracle that would just happen and like, oh, I had a windfall and everything's better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but for me and my business, and it sounds like for you and your business, there was some work ethic that had to happen. Could you talk a little bit about that process? It sounds like it was a really hard time in your life, and um. Maybe even what the tipping point was when it started to change. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a very difficult season. And um, it was kind of like two steps forward, three steps backwards, you know. Mm. And um, but I often would say that God would reveal certain faith experiences and encounters that I would have just to let me know he was in the middle of it. Like uh, four years into it. Gunnar uh, Olson invited me to come to a conference that was going to be on the island of Cyprus. And, um, I, you know, I was dead broke. I mean, I couldn't go to the grocery store. And and, mm-hmm. uh, and I said, Gunnar, I kind of felt like Sarah laughing about being pregnant. I said, you want me to do what? <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> well, the very next day I get a phone call from a business guy who's on a missions committee at his church. He says, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. I said, okay. And he says, um, did you know there's a conference on the Island of, of, uh, Cyprus no. that Gunnar Olson's hosting? I said, well, as of yesterday, I do know that. And he said, well, we thought it'd be great if we took some business leaders there, had you come along and teach your your workshop to those guys and we'll pay your way. What would you think about that? (laughs) I said, well, I'll pray about it. But uh, (laughs) so I got there and a guy from England who was in the financial area, um, I, I led a devotional, but I didn't say anything about my personal circumstances. And the guy comes up to me and says, I, I need to speak to you. And he says, uh, the Lord wants you to know he had to remove your finances to reserve the reward he has for you in heaven. Oh. <clears throat> I said, is that wow. all you got to say? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just got chills. Me too. So anyway, you know, that's the way it would be for those seven years. And so then uh, toward the end of those seven years, I um, began writing a little devotional uh, every day called TGIF Today, God is First. And it was really written. I was really writing it for myself. I was yeah. just really digging deep into the word to kind of find out what went wrong. How did I get in the place I was and so forth? And I started just forwarding it to friends in my email. And uh, pretty soon people would 
write me if I missed a day and say, hey, where's my devotional? <laughs> and, uh, and then one day, one of the guys uh, that was on my list uh, actually owned crosswalk.com. He wasn't that at, at that time. He sold it to crosswalk.com. And he said, why don't you let me put it on my website and uh, I'll send out the email for you. You won't have to send it off your computer. And so he started doing that. And I started getting emails from people all over the world. And they all said the same thing. They said, you read my mail today. It's like you're looking over my shoulder into my life. And uh, this would happen over and over and over again. And it finally got up at one time, it got up to 200,000 subscribers daily in 105 countries. And um, God would eventually take me to 26 countries to equip, you know, leaders in the marketplace. And uh, so God just kind of developed the teaching. And uh, one day uh, before all that happened around 1990, uh, I'd say five and six, I was in Colorado Springs uh, with a group of leaders and Cindy Jacobs was walking by me (laughs) in the hallway and she looked at me and she knew about my adversity and everybody knew about my adversity. I was like the Job executive, you know, (laughs) and uh, Mm. so she looks at me and she says, I don't know what's going on with you, Oz, but when I look at you, I see the letters W-R-I-T-E over your head. You're going to write many books. Well, I hadn't written any books <laughs> at that time. Wow. And now there's 21. <laughs> just, fin- just finishing, Oz, your story, what would you say to our listeners who are going through in the early stages of adversity? We, we are, you know, hear a lot of people who have lost their businesses or lost their jobs, uh, because of the economic status that we have right now. And what, what hope could you give out before we transition into the next part of our interview? Well, I think it's uh, the first thing is to take one day at a time. I think one of the things that uh, we make the mistake of doing is projecting the future, what we think is going to happen. You know, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. Oh my gosh, this. And really, we don't have any control over the future. We only have control over what's in front of us right now. And so I would say, take one day at a time and press into the Lord with all your heart. Really spend an enormous amount of time in the Word, really seeking Him, spending quiet moments with him, prayer walks, just really, you know, seeking him is so important during that time because you're in a, you're in a war and, uh, you, you, you have to fight, uh, to really stay in the war and be victorious in it. And God promises to turn all things, uh, into something good, but it may not be in the short term. You know, that I often say there's a black hole uh, season of the Joseph calling, and that's usually on the front end. And the black hole is when you can't see anything good happening. You can't wow. punch your way out of a paper bag. And it's just a very dark place. Uh, but we know that God is still in the midst of that. And he took a lot of his, you know, uh, leaders into those dark places, into the deserts and uh, to speak tenderly yeah. to them. And uh, he turned my Valley of Acor into a door of hope for not only myself, but many others, because he used every one of those adversities for what would become a ministry to men and women in the marketplace. That's so good. I think of just 
how so many people say the OPEC also for has greater levels, greater devils. Like if you're called to more, you're going to have more warfare. But I also think if you press into God in those seasons, there's greater God. You have more access to intimacy with God. But a lot of times when you're going through the dark, hard times that many of our listeners are probably going through, it's hard to motivate yourself to spend that time. And I love that you have devotionals and books. And there's so many materials where people do the heavy lifting. All you got to do is show up. And somebody else is like pouring into you. It's almost like those ravens. Like Elijah had those ravens who came and fed him and it was in that hard time. And there's so many materials out there that will do the heavy lifting for people. If we'll just be humble enough to say, okay, I need help to really press into that place of intimacy and get that greatness from God in this season. And so I just want to encourage the listeners to really go on that journey of, of intimacy with God, even if it's hard. Sometimes it's like when you know you should eat healthy and you have a lot of time where it's, you know, uncontrolled time where it's like you're, you're jobless or whatever. It's hard to make those choices unless you're really self-disciplined or you have goals. So set some really strong goals in your spirituality. It's the same way. It's like set goals when there's a, a Joseph season. That's the dungeon part. And I think for, for Bob and I, we've both gone through our own our own little pits of despair <laughs> through the years, you know, and I just, I, you know, you're, you're great, but you never want it to happen again, but you're grateful for what God did because he reveals himself in a certain way that you've never seen him before. Exactly. Yeah, I, I love what you said about Gunner, how you held on to him. And, you know, in my life, when I went through those seasons, I was able not to isolate for too long and then be able to reach out yeah. to mentors. Yeah and people around me who I trusted to bring into the situation that I was in. It's so good. Well, I want to kind of lead us a different direction. We have a few more minutes. Um, talk about some of the, the miraculous parts of God you're seeing in this season with all the people you're connected to. A lot of times people hear like during you know, COVID, economic crisis, political kind of intensity, all the stuff that's happening in governments around the world. Like there's so much God breakthrough. There's so many good things that are happening that God's, I mean, the kingdom is just growing right now. It's always growing. And so do you have any good stories to tell us? Well, I've got lots of stories. <laughs> you know, um, I think, uh, you know, just be before COVID started, the Lord really began to, you know, minister to me around, you know, my gift is really teaching and equipping leaders. And yeah. so <clears throat> I was on the road a lot doing that. So when, um, but just before COVID hit, the Lord really impressed me to begin to focus my attention on equipping leaders online. So we created this online tool so called Change Agent Master Mentor Program, and it it has over fifty four courses and one hundred and forty wow. classes, and uh, two hundred and fifty interviews with leaders, and we do a twice a month call with the leaders, and uh, then COVID happens, and you know my travel really stopped after that, <laughs> yeah. but God had the foresight to have me focus on that really in preparation. And so we began to see more and more people sign up for that program. And uh, it's it's at camastermentor.com, camastermentor.com. Which is so awesome. I love your book, Change Agents, so much. I, I know Bob hasn't read it yet, but it's just such a great perspective that caused people to say, wait, I need to switch my mindset. So I'm so glad you're doing CA Change Agent. Uh, just because it's, I think it's going to be really impactful when people are in in this economic crisis where Christians are looking for kingdom solutions, and then you bring all these different perspectives into it. Kind of like what Bob and I are trying to do just through this podcast is trying to envision people 
or whether they're an entrepreneur or a career person or whatever it is, a business starter, that there's so much hope. And we all go through similar things, but there's there's tools out there that have, were never out there 30 years ago and 50 years ago when business people were trying to partner to God as a Joseph or as a Daniel. People didn't have these tools. And now there's so many tools. We almost don't have an excuse for struggling too hard, you know, because <laughs> there's so yeah. many good there's so many good things. That's awesome. I love that. Probably the biggest miracle I had during that seven years was in the seventh year in the same month, uh, the Lord allowed me to hold on to one piece of property that I was able to sell it for six times what I paid for it, wow. which allowed me to um, pay off all of my debts oh, and uh, get restored good. financially. And uh, that really ushered me into that, you know, the next season. And so, you know, and I, as I started writing, I didn't, I didn't send the proposal to any publisher. Uh, they ended up coming to me to start out and that's unheard of in, you know, the area of publishing. And so God would, would birth various books through these very unusual situations. And, um, so I, uh, I have a funny story about when I first started writing those TGIF because I barely got out of English class in high school. (laughs) And and so people write me and they say, hey, uh, I really love your devotionals, but have you ever thought about having somebody look at the grammar? And and this would happen, you know, more than one time. And and after a period of time, when I got like my 10th one, I I said, uh, well, how about you? Maybe you could help me. And turned out he was an English teacher in Hong Kong. And so he started uh, looking at all of my devotionals before they went out, edited them and sent them back to me. And so that's how I got an editor. (laughs) And then later I learned to write. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I still, I write a lot of books too. And I still don't think I have I still need those editors right next to me. <laughs> if anybody needs encouragement for writers, uh, most of us, you know, we're good. We're good at forming ideas, but we're not necessarily the best when it comes to the system of writing, which is amazing. Uh, you know, when you find out bestsellers and people who have a lot of books need those people, it's good to hear that. Well, Oz, thank you so much for being on our interview today. How do people get a hold of you? One more time, tell us your website. I would say go to todaygodisfirst.com and that, that'll get them the devotional. And we're also giving away a free resource for our listeners today that um, I think will help a lot of marketplace yeah. people. It's called freebiblicalworker.com, freebiblicalworker.com. And that's a 50 true-false questionnaire uh, on how you'd apply your faith in the workplace. And then we give all the answers with all the scriptures. And that's a oh, that's, so that's cool. a free download. Bob and I, Bob just looked at me and said, let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do that. <laughs> we're going to do it right after we get off with you. <laughs> well, thanks for being on today. And now we're going to go into our segment of Bob. Bob questions with Bob and Sean. Yes. Thanks so much, Oz. All right. God bless. God bless you, Oz. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, 
I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. In this segment, we have questions from listeners like you. And now we're going to have a question from Christy. I am so excited about your new podcast about experiencing God in the workplace. Um, My name is Christy Jones, and my question is, how can I position myself to really hear God's heart as well as his wisdom for the people that I believe that he's called me to serve. Um, So far, my experience has been more that I feel like what I'm doing is just more out of my own thoughts and it's kind of more soulish than it is spirit-led. And I'd really like to see more spiritual fruit from my interactions and also not feel um, like I'm trying so hard to be spiritual. So anyway, I hope that helps and um, can't wait to listen to the podcast. Thank you. Christy, that's an awesome question. Thanks so much for asking it. And I'd love to challenge you and say that I think you're hearing from God. I think that your heart is there and he's giving you the opportunities to hear, to hear from him that for the people that he's putting on your heart. So I'd love for you to trust the voice that's within you and to trust that he's speaking to you in a way that you're not sometimes accustomed to. And also, I think like if you if the metrics don't pan out like for something, like maybe it's more of a specific business decision, like I'm supposed to order this many units and it doesn't work out. Um, just kind of evaluate that and maybe get some other people to speak into it, look for market trends. If it's a like I know people at retail stores are looking at certain product placement in the retail stores and they're having to use wisdom on how many to bring. Us personally, we've had to have times where it's like how many books do we order for our events? Because if we order five percent too many, it's gonna create a cash flow problem. And so you you know, and we've made some bad decisions uh on based on desire before, like maybe that's what you call soulish. And I look at that and go, you know, we have desire and God always blesses good heart, even if it's immature. So you don't have to worry about like you know, if, if you have an immature moment or whatever, when you're trying to pursue God, he'll bring alignment. If you bring the right, you know, process around yourself, which is listening prayer, connecting to the word, connecting to other believers, getting coaching, getting help, not being isolated or independent. Those will help you a lot. That's great. Thank you so much for asking that question. And we love your questions. You can go to bullsministries.com and hit the graphic that says question and leave your question for us and we'll answer it next time. We want to thank you for listening to Exploring the Marketplace today. I was so glad with this episode, Bob. I just love this conversation that keeps going and people can connect to us online. Well, stay tuned. Join us again. Subscribe and make sure to hit that notifications button. 
Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bullsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.